Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Today is November 10th, 2021. Um, I, actually, I actually do have some segments for this episode. And let's see. Obviously, this week we got Miami versus Florida State. Um, also, you can't play Mackenzie Milton anymore. Chubba. Purdy debacle, defensive strategy, Tate Rotomaker, and prediction for the Miami uh, Florida State game. Um, okay, we'll we'll just uh, we'll start with uh, I don't know playing Mackenzie Milton. You know, dude, I went back and I looked at some of his tape from 2018. This this dude was phenomenal at Central Florida. Um, and, you know, I just, I just hate it for him, man. He's a shell of his former self. Um, just just looking at some of his stuff, and he, it just, for him to really, you know, throw the ball down the field when he was at Central Florida, he had to get, like, everything out of his body as far as torque in my opinion, to to make those spectacular plays that he made when he was there. And you just see the difference without having that extra uh, boost with the leg injury. He's just a totally different quarterback. He never had like a a super gunslinger type arm. But he was able to use his legs and make plays. But now he can't do that anymore. He's not that guy anymore. So I would venture to say that, you know, Tate Rotomaker is, I don't know if it's Rotomaker or Rotomaker, but either one, I just feel like he's the better option. I felt like Chubba Purdy was the better option. I just feel like Norvell just feels some kind of, I don't know, allegiance to this guy to play him, you know. But I just, he's limited. The whole offense is limited. But like I said in the preseason, like I said in the summer, if your offensive line can't block, it's it's a moot point. And that's pretty much where we are. We can say the receivers can't get off the jams or whatever. But if your offensive line can block, those receivers are going to get open eventually. So, um, but like, I just don't think you can put him out there no more, man. So, 
we'll see we'll see what happens on Saturday. Um uh Chubba uh, Purdy, man. And this will be the last time I talk about Chubba Purdy. I think he made I think he made a good decision to leave. But my thing is this. If you can't beat out Jordan Travis, who's limited as a passer, if you can't beat Mackenzie Milton, who's limited physically as a passer, if you can't beat those guys out to be the starting quarterback, where are you going to go and play quarterback? I can only think of three places, right, in Power Five. Duke, Vanderbilt, or Arizona. That's it. And I'm thinking he's going to Tucson. He's from Arizona. I think he's going back there. I really don't see. Like, where are you going to go and, and beat somebody out? I just don't see it happening. And, and, you know, I love my Seminoles, but listen, our quarterbacks are limited. Tate Rotomaker is probably the most physically gifted passer on the roster. Even when Chubba Purdy was here, but he, he just, um, you know, he he just doesn't have the experience yet, just doesn't have the game experience. So, you know, I wish I wish him the best, man. I wish it could have worked out. So that you, I won't talk about Chubba Purdy no more on this podcast. So um, next we got. Um, Tate Rotomaker, Tate Rotomaker, Rotomaker, whatever. Uh, six four, I think he's like two hundred pounds. Has a real nice arm. Little limited as far as mobility, but just uh watching the press conference with Kenny Dillingham earlier this week, he said that he would trust Tate Rotomaker in a game. He trusts him. Now, I don't know if that's just what he had to say because he he didn't want Tate to get in the portal. But if you trust this guy, why didn't you play him? And if Jordan Travis can't go this week, why won't you play him? I, he, Mackenzie Milton has the best mind of all the quarterbacks as far as being able to just say, he can see things open faster, but he's limited. So I, I think just like at some other positions on this team, I think it's just time to play the young guys. You have nothing. I mean, you're three and six. Okay, you're three and six. You you you're not playing for the conference championship. You're not playing for the division. You're not playing for the natty. You're not you know, you're just playing for pride right now. But I will say, side note, I will say that um I think Norvell has done done a pretty good job at rebuilding this team thus far, getting rid of some of the cancerous players that were on this team. And you can just see that these guys are playing hard and they're not giving up. Um, so, but I say just go with the the most physically talented guy and just let him take his bumps and bruises. So, 
you know, they said uh, Jordan Travis practiced Monday or Tuesday. I'm not sure. So, you know, hopefully he'll be the guy that's going out there. But he's, you know, I would like to see you do some five wide receiver stuff with uh, Jordan Travis. You did it with uh, Mackenzie Milton. So I would love to see you do some five wide receiver stuff with with uh, Jordan Travis. Um, but like I said, we'll see who goes out there Saturday. Uh, next defensive strategy for the Miami game. Offensively, we don't know who the quarterback is. We don't know who the offensive linemen are going to be. Um. So it's just kind of hard to say what, because obviously you can't go by the depth chart, you know. So you just can't go in the next season with the, with these guys, man. Lloyd Willis and Rod Orr have to be the tackles next season, and I think you either move Darius Washington Washington to guard or center. Um. Mari Smith has regressed. I think he's gotten exposed in the last two games. Um, Robert Scott is not a tackle. So if it was me, I would put Gibbons and Scott at the guards, Washington at center, and Orr and Willis at tackles next season. Unless you get some kind of great transfer from somewhere or unless one of these freshmen come in and just set the world on fire. I think it's time. This Next year will be Lloyd Willis. It will be his third year in the program, fourth year in the program. It's time for him to play, man. Six, seven, 300 plus, 315 pounds. It's time for him to play. Like, whatever you got to do as far as weight room and teaching him the position, it's time for him to play. You can't protect him no more. Like, these guys are just taking up a roster spot. It's time for let him play. I mean, he played in the UMass game, and I know it's UMass, but I like what I saw. You know, Rod Orr, another big guy, 6'7", 300 pounds. It's time he got to play, man. That's really what's wrong with the offense. I think if you can fix the offensive line, receivers are going to get open. Quarterbacks are going to make good passes. Running backs going to be able to make plays. So. But the strategy, defensive strategy, I mean, man. That's that's the offensive strategy. <laughs> we don't know who the players are going to be. Defensive strategy, you have to keep everything in front of you. Like the way you lost to Clemson with Shipley gashing you, I can live with that. Because ultimately when a team runs the football, they shorten the game. And it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um. 
So, I mean, that I, I think that kind of works to the advantage for Florida State. If they can keep it 17, 13, you, you never know what can happen. Um, But, you know, if you try to play this one high safety crap, it, it, NC State, over the top. But even if you keep everything in front of you, you got to come up and make the tackles. And in the NC State game, this secondary could not come up and make the tackles. And in my opinion. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Being able to tackle, you have to you have to have some talent. You know, to me, tackling is not a fundamental thing. You have to have some talent. You know, and when you miss tackles, that just speaks to your talent. Um, I think your defensive line is good enough to stop the run, neutralize the quarterback. Um, but you, you just can't let Rambo get behind you. You can't let any of these receivers get behind you because Miami lives and dies with the chunk play. And Florida State's weakness is chunk plays, whether it be screens, runs, you know, deep passes. You you gotta you gotta keep two high safeties. And I would play two high safeties the whole game. And I would just I would just dare them to run the football. Okay? That's that's just my strategy. I'm not gonna let the deep pass kill me. Okay, if I'm gonna lose, it's gonna be you running the football. And taking time off the clock. And that's it. Offensive strategy, defensive strategy. Um, Miami Clemson, I hate doing segmented episodes because it's just like, it just sounds so robotic. But whatever. Um, Miami versus Florida State. I went to my first Miami-Florida State game in 1997. I uh, went to my first uh, Florida, Florida State game in 1997. And, um, you know, it's it's a it's a different thing. It's a different um, type of rivalry. It's just it's special. I mean, obviously, some of the luster to the to the rivalry has fallen off since, you know, virtually. All three programs have been down, but it's still a very special game to me. Um, and I really don't hate Miami. I really don't. I, I hate the Florida Gators. I don't hate Miami. I mean, some of my uh, some of my favorite football players have went to Miami: Ray Lewis, Warren Sapp, Sean Taylor, Ed Reed, um, Frank Gore, uh, Portis, McGahee. Uh, Johnson, Andre Johnson, uh, Shockey, Jeremy Shockey. I mean, you know, Vilma, DJ Williams, all them guys, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Respect. Cause that that two thousand that two thousand one Miami Hurricane. I don't I don't think I don't think any team Alabama has fielded could do anything with that Miami Hurricanes team. I don't think any team that Florida State has fielded could do anything with that two thousand one uh Miami Hurricane. That's the greatest team of all time. I'll say it. I don't have no reservation. I mean, it was just so much talent on that team, man. That's that's when Miami really had South Florida on lock. Was roughly about 20 years ago. And then they just fell off. And then all the other programs in the country, Ohio State and Alabama and Clemson, they just been raiding South Florida. I mean, I don't I don't think you're going to get back to the pinnacle of Miami with Manny Diaz as your coach. I just don't. I don't think he's the type of personality that can galvanize South Florida. I just don't. Butch Davis obviously did it. So, you know, Jimmy Johnson did it. Dennis Erickson did it. I mean, you just need you just need a coach that can galvanize South Florida. I mean, in today's. In today's football, kids want to play. They don't want to sit on the bench. You're not going to have Sean Taylor and Ed Reed. You're not going to have Ed Reed out there playing and Sean Taylor on special teams. That's just not going to happen now. That that Sean Taylor type player is going to go to Alabama. He's going to go to Clemson. He's going to go to Ohio State. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to stay in South Florida. He's not going to play, you know, that's just not how football is now. Um, and then you get to my team, Florida State. I mean, you you just look at the team currently today, and you say how many players from the team today could play on the national championship team in 2013? Corbin on offense, that's it. Okay? Maybe... Maybe Malik McClain. Maybe. That's it. On defense, Jermaine Johnson would probably be a starter. Because he's 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 a talent. Kier Thomas, he would he would play, but he wouldn't be a starter, I don't think. Um and that's it. Uh, your best DB to me is a true freshman, Kevin Knowles. And he's not that special. Okay, he's probably the most fundamentally sound cornerback you got. And he's a true freshman. So that that in of itself should tell you where this team is right now. So. um. Trying to get to a prediction, man. I don't know. And this has been a longer episode. Um, I'm going to say Miami 27-17. I just think at the end of the day, Miami's going to hit a lot of chunk plays. I just I don't see anybody being able to cover the running back Knighton out of the backfield. 
I don't I I don't see Adam Fuller, the defensive coordinator, playing two high safeties the whole game and keeping everything in front of him. And I just think it's gonna yield some big plays. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I just think Miami's gonna pull away uh late. You know, I think it's gonna be a, most of these games are tight, except for the one last year. And uh so and they beat the brakes off us last year, so I mean, you know. If you have any kind of pride as a Florida State Seminole football player, you know, you, you got to put out a better effort than that. So I'm just hoping that, you know, we can put our best available players out there and see what happens. Um, I'm not really a analytics guy. I listen to basically all the Florida State football podcasts, and they use analytics to prove their point. I just... You know, I'm not that smart when it comes to analytics, so I'm not going to sit here and try to say a whole bunch of, you know, stuff about analytics. You know, I like I said before, eyeball tests. That's that's basically what football comes down to. And I can look at a guy and tell you if he can play or not. And, you know, most of these guys... It, when Florida State was in their heyday, would not be on this team. I mean, it's just facts. So, um, it's it's gonna take. It's it's just gonna you know you gotta get the guys. I mean, Kirby Smart, head coach at Georgia, and he you know even before him, Bobby Bowden, they basically said. You know, you got to get players. The exact quotes was, you know, Kirby Smart said, you know, you can be the best X's and O's guy in the world. If you don't have the players, it don't mean nothing. That's that's really the lifeblood of your team is getting good players. And then to that effect, that's not word for word what he said. And Bobby Bowden, you know, he who has the best players usually wins. So you got to get some guys. That's really what it comes down to. You got to get some guys, man. Um, so, hopefully our team can come out and play a spirited game. Hopefully we don't get ran out the stadium. But I, I'm picking Miami 27-17, and I hope we win. I want to win, but I'm just realistic. You seen what Miami did, I mean, NC State did to us last week. And, you know, I watched that Miami-Georgia Tech game. They was basically hitting chunk plays. So, and this team doesn't play a lot of too high safeties. Florida State, they play, you know, they stop the run very well. So, to me, I would play a little bit more two high safeties. I would push them back a little bit and just say we're not going to give up the deep pass. Emmett Rice comes back, so, you know, hopefully he can give us something. He's he's a little bit more athletic than most of the linebackers we have. 
Um, so we'll see what happens, man. Um, you, you knew this was going to be a little bit longer episode than my usual 15, 16 minutes just because it's Miami weekend, you know, it's a rivalry game. So I had to give you a little bit of extra stuff. So, um, hopefully we get to win though, man. I'm really hoping we get to win. Um, so, um, I want to thank everybody that listens. I really do appreciate it. Um, um, I started this podcast cause, uh, it's, it's, it's therapy. <laughs> Our team sucks and it just sucks watching my team suck. So it's therapy, man. And, you know, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, this podcast is available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Uh, you know, please do your research on anything you put in your body. Nobody can tell you what to do with your body. And that's it. Um, do your research. Be aware. Be cautious. And as always, go nose. <laughs>